Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Good day to you and welcome to this episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I was going to try and be really brave and say hello and welcome in as many different languages as I could think of because I know I have listeners from all over the world and I am always so amazed by those of you who don't have English as your first language and yet do engage in all this eating disorder recovery information and content in English and are able to understand and process it. And here am I just about managing to speak English at best. And I'm always very impressed and very envious of your language abilities and think that I should really do more to help everybody feel welcome and included in your own languages as well. But maybe that's for another day when I've managed to really improve my language skills in a number of different languages that I might otherwise miss out. And that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it for today. So welcome wherever you're listening in the world, whatever your first language is. Thank you for listening in English and thank you for putting up with all my rambling and my nonsense that I choose to speak at times. I hope you're all doing well anyway, and that whatever part of the world you're in at the moment, things are treating you okay, and you are eating and resting and giving up all your other eating disorder compulsions and addictive habits, and getting through to what I very much know will be a much better life for not having an eating disorder as part of it. So this episode is about something that I know is right up there in things that everybody wants to hear about and that's about how to get past the restrictive eating side of a restrictive eating disorder. And so this episode is about overcoming a restrictive eating disorder by deliberately eating to gain. So what do I mean by that? Well let's get into it. When you've eaten restrictively for years with an eating disorder And even when you desperately want to break restrictive eating habits, it can feel complicated and overwhelming to work out how much to eat, what and when. What is the eating disorder still driving you to eat restrictively and what isn't? Do you just add a bit more to your intake here and there or do you dive into eating with abundance? And if so, how the heck do you do that? Because that just feels mind-blowing when you're coming from a brain that only knows restriction. So this episode, I want to talk about an approach to overcome restrictive eating habits more effectively than any other method I've witnessed in anybody. And that's to deliberately and determinedly eat to gain. And by this, I mean to take on the mindset that you are eating to gain weight, and ultimately eating to gain your control and your life back from the grips of an eating disorder that otherwise keeps you captive in an invisible prison. 
very much under its control in every waking moment. People with eating disorders think that they are in control when they're eating restrictively and when they're following the eating disorders rituals and restrictive ways of living every single day. But that's a lie. That's the eating disorder in control of you when you're doing those things, when you're living that rigid and very controlled, structured life. You're not in control at all. The eating disorder is controlling every second of your day. So when it feels messy and complicated and like you're losing control, that is when you, the real you and not the eating disorder, is getting control back. And that's what you need to do. So in previous episodes and in blog posts and in my book, Addicted to Energy Deficit, yes, you can buy it now in any online book retailer across the world, and please do. In a lot of my content in recent months, I've covered my theory of restrictive eating disorders being an addiction to the state of energy deficit by which the brain becomes addicted to any behaviours that will deepen or maintain an energy deficit state. So in this way, with a restrictive eating disorder, restrictive eating becomes an addictive habit that brings a sense of calmness or numbing when you engage in just eating foods in restrictive and safe feeling ways. So when you're just following your usual safe foods and structure of how you eat and when you eat, that just gives you that sense of calm, that sense of numbing, that comes because it's an addiction. And on the flip side, if you do attempt to change your eating patterns and you eat more or you eat different food types, eat outside your usual routines or rituals, then you can quickly feel agitated, anxious, and experience a deep-seated sense of fear or just feeling of wrongness. And of course, the only way to overcome the eating disorder is to face the emotional challenges and difficult to tolerate feelings that come from changing eating patterns and breaking restrictive eating habits. And I recommend the best way to do this is to use an abstinence approach, which I've covered in a previous episode. Although a moderation approach, which has also been covered in another previous episode, can also be somewhat effective. But in this episode, I'm going to go into more depth about what abstaining from restrictive eating can involve and how to adopt a helpful mindset that can make you that bit more able to make the necessary changes to your eating behaviours. So in the two books I've recently published, so the first is called Addicted to Energy Deficit and the second is called Aiming for Overshoot, which are about restrictive eating disorders and how to overcome one, I've covered why I recommend taking on and aiming for overshoot mindset when you're overcoming a restrictive eating disorder. And in a nutshell, I recommend you aim for overshoot because not only is fat overshoot a very necessary physiological component to the body being able to fully heal and emerge from energy deficit, but also because taking on the mindset of deliberately aiming to gain weight and aiming for overshoot can help your brain to grasp something that can otherwise feel very complicated and messy when you've otherwise got a deeply entrenched eating disorder. But when you can step back and rationally consider 
what someone who is deliberately and determinedly eating to gain weight would do, someone who is aiming to abstain from all restriction and who is eating to gain their life back, then you will come to the answers that will take you as far from eating disordered eating patterns as is necessary, so that you not only give your body a chance to heal and repair, but you really allow your brain to reprogram as well, because that's ultimately where your free life really lies. And when you do think about what someone eating to gain and to overshoot their weight and ultimately shoot towards their life freedom would do, you might reach some of the following conclusions. So when you're really eating to overshoot, eating to gain your life back, you're going to be eating most of the time, particularly any time you're thinking about food, have the opportunity to eat, or are even wondering if you might want to eat right now. You just go and eat. You would choose predominantly high-calorie, high-fat, dense foods, the foods the eating disorder side of your brain hates, but that your body needs and will help reprogram all those fears of all these less restrictive food types as well. You would eat at least three big multi-course meals a day and large dense snacks between meals as frequently and abundantly as you can manage. You wouldn't avoid processed or fast foods. You wouldn't count calories or have intake limits. You wouldn't compensate for the foods you have eaten. You would push aside any thoughts about what has already been eaten that day or even that week or what foods are coming later and just eat for the present moment, embracing the foods available now, trusting that later can be more of the same. You would eat beyond physical fullness and focus on mental hunger and mental satiation. It's really important that you allow yourself, especially as you're first overcoming the eating disorder, to eat beyond physical fullness, because at first you are going to get physically full much earlier than you will reach mental satiation. And that's just because your stomach needs to adjust to higher volumes of food again. And it's not gonna do that unless you give it those higher amounts of food again. So focus on mental hunger and not so much on the physical fullness. You'd also not delay eating. You'd eat when you want to eat. You wouldn't think, oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just do this little job first and then I'll have my lunch. No. You eat now, you eat your lunch now, and if you want another lunch in an hour, you have another lunch in an hour. You feel proud of your eating to gain because it's not easy to break addictive habits and patterns. It takes willpower and courage, and that's something you should only ever feel proud of. And if you habitually body check before or during eating, then turn the thoughts around as you do to a bigger body means a bigger life mindset. Deliberately eating to gain brings many advantages because it pushes out more rituals and behavioural patterns around the restrictive eating than other approaches will. And that means that the eating disorder habits are more likely to become unwired while wiring in unrestrictive eating habits, helping you achieve meaningful results faster and more effectively in terms of your brain reprogramming and rewiring 
as well as getting your body out of energy deficit. Because unless you get your body fully out of energy deficit, which very often in 99.9% of cases does mean having to go through fat overshoot, unless you allow that, you're never going to recover from the eating disorder fully. And this mindset also overcomes the difficulties you might have in trying to understand how much you should be eating or what the right amounts to eat are. If you aim to eat like a person pursuing weight gain and not attempting to control the rate of gain, then you can begin to understand what abstaining from all restriction really means. The only right amounts to eat are as much as you could be and as much as your brain really, really wants to when you're not listening to the eating disorder side. And eating to gain is also a faster way to overcome your other rules around eating. For example, rules about how much you're allowed to eat at each meal or limits you've set on fat or carbs. All these rules and restrictions are pushed out through the abstinence approach. So get into the aim to gain mindset and it will lead you to the exact things you need to do to abstain from all restriction and restrictive behaviours. But if you're still struggling to get into the eating to gain mindset, because I know it's not easy when you've got a deeply entrenched restrictive eating disorder forming part of your brain at the moment. So if you're still struggling, it might help to establish a few more ground rules for yourself, especially at the beginning. So I'm going to give you a few more suggestions for some additional black and white rules that you might implement in your pursuit of abstinence from all restriction. And the first is to set yourself a high baseline amount of food that you will eat every day no matter what. This is the minimum amount that you eat, even if your head is convincing you that you aren't hungry or that you don't need it, or if you have people around you making you feel greedy. Your baseline intake needs to be high to give your brain the chance to undertake the necessary deep learning When it comes to unrestricted eating, it can be helpful to go to the other extreme for a while. And I think about two episodes ago, I did an episode about the pendulum swing effect in overcoming an eating disorder and how it can be helpful to allow your pendulum to swing from the extreme of the eating disorder where you've been restricting or exercising or purging and compensating and holding your body in that state of energy deficit for a long time to the other extreme on the pendulum of allowing yourself to go mad with unrestrictive eating, allowing yourself to rest, allowing your body to really fully get out of energy deficit for a while. So go back and have a listen to that episode if you think that might be helpful. But the other thing is that for many people, aiming high with their intake really is easier to understand than trying to eat in more moderated amounts. It's also beneficial because when your body is malnourished, it needs the food in high amounts and you will be ruddy hungry. Whether you're able to acknowledge that yet or not, your body is hungry. Your brain is desperately wanting to send you the messages to eat if you allow yourself to hear it. Eating high amounts tells your brain that any famine situation it perceived is now over and it will then feel safe enough to create the extreme hunger signals that it always wanted to send. And once that hunger kicks in, allow that to then drive you onwards. But when I say set a high baseline amount of food, 
I'm not talking about a meal plan. Meal plans aren't necessary, even in establishing your baseline minimum food amounts. Meal plans all too frequently provide too much structure and become fixed, rigid and hard to break in themselves. They can take one form of the eating disorder to another form of the eating disorder. And eating disorders kind of love meal plans because it still gives them that structure and that control and that rigidity that eating disorders just love. So you don't need a meal plan. Instead, to set a high baseline amount, simply establish a mental image or a vague outline of what your intake should be as a minimum. And you might want to work with a coach or a really good dietitian. And when I say a really good dietitian, I mean someone who supports full unrestricted eating to establish this. And that baseline amount of food doesn't need to be written out in a planned way or overly structured. And it has to be recognized as the bare minimum that you eat every day. Remember, the idea is to abstain from all restriction. So more is only going to help your brain reprogram more effectively and efficiently. So really, every single moment of the day, just aim to go for it with your eating. Eat to any hunger above your established baseline, always aiming to exceed that baseline level in all ways that you can. If you recognize any signs of hunger, and again, I've done an episode about all the ways that hunger can manifest beyond the obvious. So do listen to that one. So recognize all those signs of hunger, whether they're physical, mental, emotional, or behavioral, recognize them and respond to them by eating. Because not eating when your body is sending you hunger signals is restriction and you're abstaining from restriction. So you eat to all of the hunger that really is there. If you are questioning if you have hunger or not, then you probably do. People who aren't hungry and who are energy balanced and who don't have restrictive eating disorders that they're overcoming, when they're not hungry, they don't question if they're hungry or not because they know. So if you're questioning it and you're still doubting what I'm saying is true, that people who aren't hungry don't question it, well, either way, you're abstaining from restriction to overcome the addiction your brain has to energy deficit. So if you're questioning whether you're hungry or not, it's always safer to eat when you are questioning your hunger level than not eat. When extreme hunger hits, let it take you as high as it needs to. Just follow it. Go with it. Let it drive you. That is your golden ticket. Then recognize the habitual ways in which you use restrictive behaviors in your day-to-day -day life beyond the obvious. And again, in another episode or in a blog post on my website, I've covered many of the ways that restriction can manifest, and it's a very long list. So please go back to that and identify what is true for you. What are your typical ways of restricting? Write out your restrictive habits and then create black and white rules for each to help you address them. So an example of that might be that you've started to eat toast with peanut butter, but you'll only allow yourself one spoonful of peanut butter on each slice of toast, but you're telling yourself that's good because I'm eating peanut butter on my toast now, so that's a good thing. But really, you want more peanut butter on your toast, don't you? Who likes just one spoonful of peanut butter on their toast? Not many people, other than weirdos on diets. So make a new rule for this. When making toast and peanut butter, 
I will slather the peanut butter on abundantly, making it at least an inch thick and so much more delicious. And I will enjoy it. And then I will have more slices if I want them. Develop skills in being honest with yourself and with those supporting you as well. Whenever you finish eating something, ask yourself, could I eat more right now? If you could still be putting food in your mouth and physically eating, even if you've eaten a good portion of whatever you've just eaten, then the answer is yes, I could eat more right now. And you're going to have to be very honest with yourself on this. You're going to have to be very honest with those around you on this. Your brain is automatically wired to eating restrictively and going down the automatic thought pathways of I'm done, I'm not hungry, it's not time to eat, or no one else is eating more. Ignore these thoughts. They're eating disorder, restrictive thoughts, and instead be black and white. I could be eating more right now, so I will and be honest with those supporting you so they can reassure you and help you through the process, encouraging you to keep eating despite the automatic restrictive thoughts and urges and the feelings of wrongness that might come as well. You can get through those feelings of wrongness and the more that you just push against it, the easier it will be to respond to all the hunger when it's there. So as I say, overcome restrictive eating by deliberately eating to gain. Most people who've been eating restrictively for a long time are unable to connect to their hunger signals immediately. After years of ignoring hunger signals, it isn't easy to recognize and interpret them correctly straight away. So being told to eat your hunger isn't often something that people can make sense of when they're first embarking on the process to overcome a restrictive eating disorder. And that's when using an approach of deliberately eating in a way that's eating to gain, not just weight, but eating to gain your life back too, and to abstain from all restriction, can be a little bit easier to comprehend. But yes, it's still terrifying when you do it and realise the liberation it can bring and the exhilaration, though then you can let the fear response go and instead wallow in pride in yourself and excitement for your free future as you sit enjoying cakes and delicious big pasta meals or other good things in ways that you very likely haven't for years now. And in time, this approach will also help you to begin to understand your body's signals much better. The natural intuition of what hunger feels like mentally and physically is more comprehensible when you've experienced what true mental and physical satiety and fullness feel like. Then it's possible to continue the process of fully abstaining from any restriction by beginning to experiment with eating to hunger and appetite all the more, using the signals your brain and body are sending, which are likely to still be sending very high signals wanting high intake. So that means still eating all the good foods in completely non-restrictive ways, but now with an increased ability to respond to mental and physical hunger signals all the more, so that you relearn those skills too. And in no time, as you proceed forward and gain in all kinds of magical ways, aiming for overshoot and finding that state in which you emerge from energy deficit and have a beautifully reprogrammed brain, you will realise how much life you have gained and you will be so grateful you did go through this hard 
but very worthwhile process. And I do know, I know it's easy for me to say, just do this, go on, just do this. And it's not so easy to just do it. When you have an incredibly powerful and strong addiction to energy deficit and to restrictive eating habits that feel impossible to break at times, I know it's not so easy to just go and do it as it sounds when I'm saying it or as it looks on paper. And that's also why I always advise you to seek support when you're going through this process and to make as much space in your life as you can too while you're facing the intense mental energy, focus and the really charged emotional challenges that learning this whole new way of eating and living really will demand of you. You can do it, but it's not easy and everyone deserves all the help they can to get through. So go for it. Eat to gain, eat to overshoot, eat to gain your life back. I know it's not easy, but you can do it. So please go eat something now. And as you do, make sure that what you eat is based on you eating to gain your life and gain your freedom back. And yes, that does mean gaining weight too. But weight gain is not a bad thing. Don't believe diet culture. Don't be a victim of diet culture. Be a victim of success. Be the person who bashed an eating disorder out of their life and refuses to engage in diet culture for a moment longer. Eat to gain, eat to gain weight, eat to gain your life back. Eat to be fabulous because you are fabulous. I'm Helly. You'll find out more about me on hellybarnes.com. You'll find my books on most online book retailers around the world. And that's all for today. Speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.